The following is recorded for Marine Creek Church. If you have any questions, feel free to visit our website at www.marinecreekchurch.com. Merry Christmas. How are we doing? Everybody relaxed? Christmas shopping's done? Guys, if it's not, you got about 18 hours to come up with a good excuse or uh, Google what you planned on getting her and get that wrapped up and under the tree because it's, it's all happening tomorrow morning. I mean, it's, it's on. So you, you've got that much time to make excuses or get something printed out. But I, I'm glad you're here. Merry Christmas. Um, welcome to our first Christmas in our new home. And uh, this is exciting for us. It, it's exciting for me. I love Christmas. It's my favorite time of the year. And as Trinity said, if this is your first time, if you wouldn't mind filling out one of those guest cards, we don't stalk you. Um, we just want to get some information to you about who we are and um, and let you know what we're about. And uh, you can put those in the giving stations on your way out. And um, I love this time of year. I, I, to me, I just kind of, I got to sit through rehearsal last Thursday night. The band and tech team have been working hard on, on today and uh, last weekend. They've spent hours in rehearsal. I was here last Thursday night, and it was just incredible. And so I, I could hear that and keep it together during all the music. But what I love about Christmas is, is that the old-fashioned Christmas sing. Do you remember that? You just sit around, and I love listening to the old Christmas songs. Not the, not the, not the new poppy ones. Eh, I don't like those. My favorite, around our house, we kick off Thanksgiving with a crooner Christmas. Now, crooners like Bing Crosby, you know, Frank Sinatra, uh, Sammy Davis Jr., Dean Martin. You know what I'm talking about. Some of you are like, I don't know who those guys are. Um, you're hearing them on the radio every once in a while. And, and uh, I, I love listening to those because, you know, it seems like every year Christmas gets more hectic and more hectic and more hectic. Have you, have you noticed that? The older I get, it feels like that time between December 26th and December 24th tends to fly by. And uh, those of you who know me know this. I, this is a sentimental year for me. I've got one getting married and one graduating high school and moving off to college. So I'm, 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 I'm all, this Christmas, I'm trying to soak it all up. I'm trying to take it all in because it feels like everything moves faster and faster. And the older I get, it feels like it, it just comes faster. And all today is is a time for us to sit back, have some Christmas sing, and just really slow down, take a breath. And, and realize there's a lot of stuff going on. But what's really important, what the most important thing for this Christmas season is, is to remember Jesus. Because without him, there is no Christmas. Without him, there is no gift that's the greatest gift. And I, as I slow down and listen to some of the songs, I try to imagine the scenes of the songs. You ever, you ever do that? Maybe it's just my mind. I'm just, I'm just twisted that way. <laughs> But I'll, I'll sit back and listen to these songs and, and White Christmas, you know, we always hope for a White Christmas in Texas. We had one, what, five years ago? I remember a Christmas Eve service at my former church. I'm out shoveling snow on Christmas Eve and thought, this wasn't the White Christmas I was dreaming about because <laughs> I forgot a coat that night. And then uh, you think about what the scene must have been like when that song was written. You know, I just picture family and friends gathering at a place and there's a fire in the fireplace and they just slow down and it's all about conversation and about spending time with each other and I, as I listen to that song I just I just kind of try to find myself in that place like you know outside of the craziness of traffic outside of the 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 craziness of the lines and the malls and everything and just just really sit and think you know to spend time with closest friends and closest family 
in a, a beautiful setting. We're outside. It's peaceful. The snow's falling. You don't have to worry about going anywhere. The fire's going. And you're, just, you're, just, you're just hanging out. You're just chilling out. And I think about that through, through a lot of the songs. And, and one, of my, one of my favorite songs, you know, we got into a conversation about our favorite Christmas song. And I've got a lot of them. And there's a lot of them my family are like, nah, come on. Because I run the mix. I like the old crooner style, but I've got some like I, every Christmas I have to hear Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. <laughs> it's a classic, at least for me. And uh, the Muppets, 12 Days of Christmas. And so I go through, YouTube is awesome. You can find all that stuff on YouTube. So I'll watch it. And I love just getting into that. But I think one of my favorites is Silent Night. And Tammy, Pastor Tammy, read to us the story of Jesus' birth. And I think back about that first Christmas. And I think, you know, the words of the song, Silent Night, Holy Night, All is Calm and All is Bright. Now, to, to kind of break that down, I mean, you start looking at the first Christmas, and you get back to that. And I think silent night, I don't think it was a really silent night, but I think it was the quietness of the chaos that Jesus came in. Because I don't know if you've ever been in, in a room where a baby is being born. There's nothing silent about that. I mean, I was hearing sounds, not even words, sounds coming from my wife that I was like, is this my wife? What have the drugs done to her? I mean, if you've been in there and, you know, and then it is just chaotic. I mean, uh, everything happens so fast and there's all these people and, and things you don't want to see and things that you're, you're just, your wife gets a superhuman strength and you're like, hold my hand, hold my hand, I'll help you through this. And your hand's breaking. You know, guys, you're the coach. Guys, if you, if you have not yet had kids, <laughs> see me after service. I'm going to give you some coaching about being in that room, okay? I'm going to coach you all the way through it. But you go through all the breathing stuff, and you're like, you're trying to help her breathe, and like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And it's just chaotic. You know, and Jesus was born in a stable. There was no room for him in the inn. He was born in a, a stable. He was laid in as, as a newborn baby in a manger. And I don't know if you've ever been in a barnyard. There's nothing silent about that. A couple years ago, um, my, my in-laws have a ranch. And a couple years ago, instead of running cattle on the ranch, they were running sheep on the ranch. And I was staying in the ranch house, and I was out there for a weekend, and all the sheep were up close to the house in the pen so they could get ready to, to be sheared and then go to market and everything. And I didn't sleep a wink that night. Now, if you've, if you've heard one sheep, it's cute, right? It's like, bah. And you're like, oh, that's nice. But let me tell you something. At 3.30 in the morning, when there's 200 sheep going, bah, bah, you're like, I'm ready to go take them all out right now. Forget the market and the slaughter. I'll go take care of it now. And, and as you, if, you, if you get in those moments where you're not getting any sleep, you know, your mind starts playing tricks on you. And so I'm laying there in the middle of the night, in the middle of nowhere, with all these sheep around me, and they're buying. And it, to me, it sounds like they're saying, Matt. Matt! I'm like, oh, this, I, 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 I don't know how I made it through that night. There's nothing silent about a barnyard. There's nothing peaceful about a barnyard. But I start really thinking about what made this night silent. And as I thought about it, and, and we just heard in the song, The Winter Snow, where he said his voice didn't come in a bush burning and it didn't come in a mighty rushing wind. I think of Elijah, the prophet Elijah. When God sent him off to a, to a cave. He was in a cave and God said, you come out of that cave because I'm going to speak to you. And he didn't hear God's voice in, a, in a, a fire. He didn't hear it in the wind. He didn't hear it in the storm. He heard the still small voice of God. 
And when you look back at the Hebrew translation, that still small voice that God was speaking in, it's actually translated, God spoke to Elijah in the silence. And you think about the silence of God speaking into the quietness of our soul. I mean, the the voice that spoke everything into existence. That called everything to be. That placed the stars where they hang. That gave the orders to the sea on how far they could go. That gave the orders on the mountains to how high they could rise. The depths of how far they could go. Who told the sun where to stand. Who gives commands to the moon. Who, who is the voice that every lightning bolt in heaven comes and asks permission to strike the earth. That voice that spoke everything into existence laid silent in a manger. In a borrowed crib. And we see him laying there silently. It's a silent night. I think it's interesting. This just, this just hit me. I said a borrowed crib. When you think about it, Jesus laid in a borrowed crib. He also laid in a borrowed tomb. But I can tell you there was no silence in the tomb. Because while he lay in the tomb, he fulfilled the purpose of everything he'd come to earth to do. Where he defeated death, he defeated hell, he defeated the grave, he defeated sin, he defeated my sin, he defeated your sin, so that we could have life and life abundantly. So the voice was silent, laying in a manger. It was a holy night. It was a holy night because God himself wrapped himself in flesh. I mean, you think of the beauty of this. You think of the importance of this. Uh, The message translation of John says this. The word became flesh and made his dwelling in the neighborhood. And when we read John 1, 1, he says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And then you jump down to 14 because he gives some commentary on that. But he says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as the as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. When you think about the holiness of the first Christmas night, all of God's purposes, all of God's plans were coming to fruition. Because you see, before the foundation of the world, before the Word, before Jesus spoke anything into existence, He knew the situation He would be born into. He knew the darkness of sin that, that, that humanity would face. And before the foundation of the world was laid, God said, we're going to have to do something to restore relationship with those that we're going to create in our image. And Jesus said, I will be it. I will be the lamb slain for the sacrifice for people. And when you think about it, before the foundation of the earth was laid, and then this first Christmas night, Everything came together. And then he began to live, live his life. And, and you think about, about Jesus, this, this baby Jesus. I mean, we, we think of Jesus laying in the manger in a diaper, and he grew up. You know, there, there is a line from one of our favorite movies in the household. You know, you know he grew up, right? You know, we, Jesus just didn't lay there in his golden fleece diaper. He grew up. He became a man. But what I love about it, he is fully God, fully man. One of my favorite passages in scripture is in Colossians where it tells us that he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, 
by making peace by the blood of his cross. You see, Jesus is God wrapped in flesh and he was born in Bethlehem. He lived 33 years and he was crucified on a hill that's called the place of the skull or Golgotha. It's called Calvary now. And he lived a purposeful life and he lived a holy life. You see, from the time Jesus was in heaven in the glory of the Father, and the night he was born and took on flesh, throughout every step of his life, his holiness never waned. When he faced temptation in the desert, his holiness never, never waned. When he walked the hill to the cross, his holiness stayed intact. When he was laid in a borrowed tomb, he was still the embodiment of holiness in a tomb. His holiness descended into hell. His holiness never waned when he walked from the tomb. And he sits in fullness of his glory and holiness at the right hand of the Father. Everything about that first Christmas night was a holy night. That's why we sing praise to him today. That's why we sing to him. And the next line is, all is bright and all is calm. This is the Prince of Peace entering into our chaos. Because I know I'm not alone. I've been out in traffic this week. But I saw the Facebook post about traffic, about keeping me off the road. I stayed in as much as I could. Thank you for looking out for me. You know, my patience gets tried in traffic, and man, it is tough this time of year. But isn't it funny about this time of year, we start thinking more about peace, and we find ourselves in the middle of chaos. You know, we start thinking about joy, and we find ourselves in the midst of sorrow. You know, as much as I enjoy, and I love this time of year, I know it's not an easy time of year for so many people. I know that we have people here at the creek that this is the first Christmas without a family member. We have people here at the creek that this is the first Christmas after walking through the divorce. So I know it can be tough. And we think about joy, and this is a joyous time of year, but yet there's sorrow that wraps around us. And when I think of the first Christmas, I think of Jesus, who is the Prince of Peace, who entered into humanity to bring us joy, to bring us hope, to bring us life, to bring us grace, to bring us peace, to bring us reconciliation, because the greatest gift that he gave was his life. And he's still bringing that today. And I I think just for a moment today, if we could just kind of relax and just take a deep breath, And just recenter ourselves on the silent night and a holy night where all was calm and all was bright that Jesus was born for the best gift of all, a relationship with our Father God. And I know we've spent a lot of time thinking about that perfect gift. What is the perfect thing we can give someone? Or or kids, I'm with you. You got your Christmas list made up, right? I mean, it's, it's... Almost three o'clock, so you guys are going to have to be in bed by six, or Santa's going to miss you, right? That's what your parents are telling you? Sorry, Mom and Dad, I just let that one out of the bag. But we've all spent time making our list, too. Not the perfect thing we can get somebody else, but what is the perfect gift that we'd like to receive? I can tell you the greatest gift that any of us in this room or any one of us on this earth would ever receive is not just Jesus being born into a silent night and a holy night, 
but Jesus being born into our life. Jesus being born into our chaos to bring peace. Jesus being born into our sorrow to bring joy. Jesus being born into our darkness to bring light. I think that's the greatest gift that I've ever received. That through a manger came life. And through a tomb came life. And through a cross came forgiveness and hope and reconciliation. I'm going to pray for us. And, and, and I don't know where you're at. But I, I want to encourage you that as we pray, I want you to pray for what it is you need Jesus to be born into. And maybe it is chaos in your life. Maybe it is hopelessness in your life. Maybe it is despair. And maybe it's joy. And I want to encourage you to thank Jesus because he is the source of that joy. And I'm going to pray for us. And, and I, I'm, going to, I'm, I'm going to do something different this Christmas Eve. I'm going to lead us in a prayer that if you've never received that gift of Jesus then I want to encourage you to make that prayer your own and ask Jesus, the God of all creation who wrapped himself in flesh, who made a way for us to be born into your life. And in that moment, he makes us new. And there's a lot of things we, we work through in that and this is a safe place to wrestle with those things and what it means to follow Jesus. But I can tell you there's a church family here that loves you. And that whether this is your first time or your hundredth time at the creek, you're amongst family. And I'm grateful that we can come to this time as family. And I pray that we leave as family that's further committed to not just Jesus being born in our life, but for us to go out and live what it looks like for Jesus to be born into this world. For us to celebrate the birth of a Savior and to live a life that reflects Him well. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Jesus, we thank you for this time of year. We thank you for your birth. We thank you for Christmas because it calls us back to the recollection that you were born the most humble birth. That you who are majesty that, that none can explain, that you have holiness that no one can touch, that you have glory that no one can approach, wrapped yourself in flesh and confined yourselves in humility. We come to you right now in this time where we have gotten to spend some time away. Would you just, would you enter into our space? Lord, we don't offer you a borrowed heart. We offer you a permanent residence. We offer you a place to be the Lord of our life, to be our Savior, to be our Prince of Peace, to be our Redeemer. Father, we, we ask you now that, Jesus, I, I, I want you to be born in my life. I want you to be born in the chaos that I experience. I want you to be born in the brokenness that I experience. I want you to be born in the joy that I experience. Jesus, I, I trust that you were born for a purpose and that purpose includes a relationship with me. 
Would you come in and be the Lord of my life? Would you give me that gift that you gave the earth on the first Christmas? Would you make it real in my life right now? Help me to leave here differently. Help me to leave that tonight being my first Christmas where it's all made new. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Marine Creek Church is located in Fort Worth, Texas. If you have any questions, feel free to visit our website at www.marinecreekchurch.com. Thank you.